This week, the Good Brothers recap Clash of Champions. We get some great notes from Good Brother Rob, who attended said pay-per-view. We talk about Raw and SmackDown and ended out with a rib. Clash of the Champions is in the books. Uh, one, two, three, Fridge and Peach and Music are here to recap and preview. Welcome to the show, Fridge. Pete, how's it going? It's going very well. I ate a large dinner, so I'm very lethargic right now. Low energy. Sad. Yeah, so I'm popping a turtle power, which is a grapefruit pale ale from Evil Genius. All right. Roll tight on that. Yeah. It, we, we did a beer trade at work, so this was one of the ones I received. Well, that's a good idea. Drinking out of my Bryant University pint glass. I, uh, you know what we had for for Christmas at work today? Um, I had an enormous Chipotle bowl. Ooh, we just we just talked about Chipotle on our fantasy football podcast. Are you pro or anti Chipotle? I'm pro. I'm pro as well. I got no problem with. There was a divide between Chick Fil A. I'm a big Chick Fil A guy as well. You know, uh, fun fact: I have never had Chick Fil A. It is fantastic. I highly recommend it. I feel like every time I'm in the South, it's on a Sunday. I know, I I run. I mean, there's they're up here, man. There's like four in Connecticut. Really? I've heard good things about their fries. Maybe that's breakfast before our Brooklyn adventure next month. Uh, I don't hate it. Yeah, a nice chicken sandwich to start the day. Ugh. Yuck! All right, I can uh, just feel. I, I can already feel that day going poorly. <laughs> no, it's gonna be great. So if if you listeners are not aware. Uh, me, you, and your brother are going to the Raw 25th Anniversary Show. Um, we have tickets to the Brooklyn one. Uh, there's also a Manhattan Center one, but the prices were very high, so we opted to go to Barclays. Yes. The, it seemed like a better uh, investment. Yeah. I mean, we're probably going to spend the difference in booze and food. Yeah. So, food. So, yeah. I don't think we're getting out of New York without a Brother Jimmy's trip again. Your brother really loves Brother Jimmy's, huh? He's fucking obsessed with it, man. It's all right. I mean, we sort of riffed. We went through there a little quick. Yeah, we were in a rough. Uh, um, we were a rush because what? Our, ta- our taxi driver went the wrong way, right? Yes, you and I decided that it was a good idea to take a cab from, uh, I believe it was Grand Central. Yep. Maybe maybe eight blocks. And our our train got in late as well. Yes. So it's just a, a, a cornucopia. Of uh, follies. What? I said it was a cornucopia of shit. Oh, I thought you just said shit. No, sorry. Um, before we get into the week's uh, stories, do we, you want to touch upon this XFL rumor? Yeah, I mean, they did have a uh, not-so-passing reference to shitting on Roger Goodell on Monday Night Raw as well. They did do that. So... Uh, I mean, I really hope that the XFL comes back for very selfish reasons. Um, but any athlete who chooses to go play in that football league, I think, uh, should have to sign certain types of waivers. Do you think it's mandatory that people stand during the anthem? And do you think that's a point that they drive home? I'll, it'll 100% be, be mandatory. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Like, stand for the anthem. Probably every player will have to sing the anthem. (laughs) Like, you can't get away from being super American if you're going to be involved in the XFL. Yeah. Should be interesting. Um, I guess rumors there may be an announcement in January at some point. Yeah. Do you think they would keep it under the same name? Or do you think they would come up with something new? Um... I don't know. I guess Vince is running this out of his own pocket, if I'm not mistaken. It seems like because, a bad idea. Well, because he didn't want it to affect the WWE stock price, which you should be very interested in. It's it's over 30 still, which is fantastic. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Take that, Bitcoin. 
still don't really understand Bitcoin, and I kind of work in the field that I should. I don't know, but I could have gotten in on it so easily with my sports betting site I used. It was like, buy in with Bitcoin. Like, this was like three years ago. Yeah. Where in hindsight, it probably would be good to have some. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and then like one day, all of those wallets that you have to keep it in, like none of them are going to be liquid anymore. You won't be able to get your money out of it. Like... What happens when the IRS starts taxing us? Erwin R. Scheister? Yeah, him too. Yeah, he'll hit you with that write-off. Oh, go for that. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's get to uh, this week's show. So we had a pay-per-view for SmackDown this past Sunday, Clash of Champions. Did you like it? Um, yes. I liked it. I didn't love it. I went in with very low expectations, and I thought it was good i think every pay-per-view that i go in where i'm not excited about it usually over delivers yeah that's the thing it's like the the solo branded shows like they're just there's more backstage segments there's a little bit the guys get a little bit more time which is good you know that that the triple threat for one definitely benefited from the little bit of extra time it had yeah, there are only seven matches, including the pre-show, so not a very long show. I don't understand the point of doing a pre-show match when, like, WCW used to fit, like, 11 or 12 matches into a three-hour card. Yeah, and I mean, and you know, one of these matches was less than two minutes long, so I don't know how they couldn't have gotten more out of it. Yeah, um, just a lot of recaps and a lot of, like, replays and a lot of throw it to the announcers and let them tell the same story five times type deal. I mean, it was a good pay-per-view to fast-forward through entrances and recaps. It was a very good pay-per-view for that, because yeah. I started it with, I'm just getting into this world, you know? It's great, man. You you can get you can finish the show at the same time starting an hour later. Yeah. It's a free uh, hour of it, your life. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, we'll start with the pre-show, which I did not watch. I did not watch. Um, I had it on, but I was playing uh, Overwatch, so I saw that Mojo Riley won. But I didn't really uh, see any substance. All right, so, so let's, we should talk about something, though. Did you watch Mojo's Twitter promo? Um, No, I saw something he did with Gronk as well. So I didn't see the Gronk thing, but Mojo was cutting promos on, on basically to his cell phone on Twitter in the days leading up to this match, and they were really, really good. On just like, Ryder uh, or like... He was just like taking... He would take like a minute and a half video of himself in his garage... Just basically talking shit about Zach, for, for lack of a better way to explain it. Um, and they were really, really good. Like, he was not restrained. He was just, like, trashing Ryder. He was talking about how he, Ryder had no killer instinct. That's why he'd never go anywhere. can't really remember the specifics, but it was more... He had good, he had good emotion in him. The, these little promos were so good that Uncle Dave Meltzer even went so far as to retweet one of them and said, why don't they let him do this on TV? I mean, I think a lot of these guys, the stuff they can do on their own time, like, I don't understand why they don't give them a little bit of freedom. So, like, like to, if you just do that and submit it and say, okay, we're going to look at it, oh, okay, that looks good, we'll, we'll put it on, you know, throw it in between matches on SmackDown. Right. Yeah, uh, I was listening to Steve Austin's podcast this past Monday, Tuesday, whenever his thing comes out. It's a family-friendly version. Ooh, not the, um, what's his, his rough one called? Unleashed? Unleashed show. Yeah. Um, but he had Elias on, Drifter. And Elias was talking about how he seemed to be very self-aware of the fact that the writers aren't, like, allowed to, like, mess with him. And his he pretty much writes the songs and he writes his promos on his own. And for some reason, he's like, he's like, I realize how lucky I am compared to the rest of the locker room. Yeah. That I sort of get to do my own deal. He's like... I'm allowed to like improv when I'm writing these, when I'm doing these songs out there. He's like, and I know that not a lot of the other guys have the, have the opportunity to do that. And it seemed like he was pretty aware. And I mean, if I guess if you read into that, you could take the other side of it to say like everybody else is basically overproduced, overmanaged, overwritten. For, Accurate. Yes. Et cetera. But, which, but it's sometimes it's not, you know, a lot of things that we take for fact that we're, we've, and long-held assumptions, like, don't save hospitals, save medical facilities. So it's just rumor and innuendo. Stuff like that, but it's nice to finally find out that one of them's true. Yeah. 
so we go to the main card. Uh, the U.S. title match opens the show. It's a triple threat between Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. And, and a bit of a surprise, I thought Ziggler comes out with the win here. Um, as Corbin's hitting end of days on Roode, Ziggler comes up and hits a zigzag for a cool finish. Um, new champ, Dolph Ziggler. We can talk about SmackDown a little later. Uh, but I thought the match was good. Uh, I wasn't really that excited about going into it, and I thought it was a good match. I thought it was good, too. I thought it was a very creative finish. I liked the end of days combined with the zigzag. Um, we need a rating scale for this, Pete. Uh, one to five flapjacks. The New Day seems to be coming out and giving out pancakes all the time. So a new obsession with pancakes. All right, so I'm going to give this one uh, three and a half flapjacks. Maybe three and three quarters. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half. I was good between three and a quarter, but three and a half, but why not? It's, it's the holiday season. I'll give it three and a half. Oh, what a giving man. Yeah, three and a half flapjacks. Uh, tag team title match. Uh, more multi-person stuff here. A uh, fatal four-way. The Usos retain the titles against the New Day. Uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin and Rusev and Aiden English. Um, story of the match to me was just how fucking over Rusev Day is. Yeah, like the hottest thing on the SmackDown brand right now. I mean, it was like distracting how much the crowd, I mean, they were booing like the New Day and the Usos, like if they would interrupt Rusev hitting moves. It was pretty incredible. Rusev Day is over with the Boston crowd, brother. Yeah, I enjoyed the tag match uh, here as well. Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing, I, I think they have a pretty good tag division here. I mean, all four of these teams are pretty entertaining. They have Bludgeon Brothers and Brizongo as well. The Raw side, I mean, you pretty much have the Bar and Ambrose and Rollins feuding for seemingly the past six months. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, sneaky glad that Ambrose got hurt. <laughs> no comment. Oh, I mean it in a nice way. Like, it, it avails us to not have to watch the same match forever. I guess that's true. Maybe they'll just slide uh, Roman and... Uh, Seth now against yeah. the bar. Yeah. So how about Chad Gable trying to kill people? Um, so the rolling, like, German suplex looks great until he drops them on the back of their neck. So Rusev's was bad, and Abe English's, I think, was worse. <laughs> yeah. I thought, he was, I thought somebody was going to die in the ring. Well, really it seems like everyone got okay, and I think they were doing it again on SmackDown. So they were. maybe it yeah, just looks worse than uh, it actually is. Name of the game, brother. Works on a shoot, right? Yeah, I'll give this four flapjacks. Uh, I'm at three and three quarters. All right. I thought it was was a little weird. I couldn't figure out. I feel like there were weird rules to this match that I probably missed because I was fast-forwarding. That's fine. Okay. Um, It seemed like it was just four four had to be at the same time. Um, So it was like one of your each partners and then you could tag out. I don't know. Who knows? I thought that I saw like a guy like not tag his own partner at one point. Strange. I don't know. Not sure. Um, women's title match. Charlotte retains here against Natty in a lumberjack match. Literally one baby face on the outside of Naomi. Um, rest roll heels, which is kind of a weird dynamic. Usually you have like the baby faces um, helping the face who's in the match and vice versa. Um, and then after the match, uh, Natalia. Did seemingly like a retirement? I don't know what that was. It was really strange. It seemed like it was a heel turn, but she's already been a heel. It it almost felt like it was supposed to be like Brett's uh, promo. Frustrated us in the goddamn word for it. But it it was by herself. And then the next night, or on, on, she was back on, she was on on Tuesday, wasn't she? Um, I don't know. Maybe I know Charlotte cut a promo, and Charlotte and Naomi like were against like the uh, riot squats. I don't know if Natty was on actually. Maybe Natty was not. I think you might be right. They did a different retirement angle. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, again, just do the same angles over and over again. Yeah. Well, um, quick question for you: Why did they not use the term lumber Jill? Um, I don't know. They have in the past though. They definitely have. I want to know why they went away from it. Um, well, is it just gender equality? I don't know, but um, I think the Riot Squad sucks. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. If I, maybe if they didn't have the other three-person group on Raw, it seems like a shittier version. Like, like all three of them seem shittier than the three that are on Raw. Like Ruby Riot's a, a less than version of Paige. Yeah. Um. 
Liv Morgan's Liv Morgan's a less less than version of Mandy Sachs. I mean, she's probably a better worker, but probably. But I mean, she also looks like a combination of Mandy and um, Alexa, which is really strange. Yeah, and then uh, Sarah Logan and Sonya Deville are just kind of like the outcast of the group, I guess. Yeah, Sonya Deville is like a, like a shoot fighter, though, so at least she has some credibility yeah. there. Sarah Logan walks like it's like her first like. This is gonna come off really, really mean. So I, I say this. I say no offense up front, okay? No offense. Sure. But Sarah Logan walks like she just like got like spinal reconstruction surgery done, and like today was the first day that her legs worked in like fifteen years. Real nice. <laughs> she does walk awkwardly. I'll, I'll admit. All right. I mean, at least I can put some color to it, Pete. Not everybody watches SmackDown. We gotta, you know, paint the picture here. All right. They say I have a face for radio. <laughs> we um, we saw Sarah Logan against the great Peyton Royce at uh, like before the Takeover show. I just feel like they're the way that they're booked right now is sort of holding back the way that they're working right now in a way. Like yeah. they can't like go completely unleash. Uh, just book them like the Shield. Like let them go nuts, beat the shit out of people. I feel like both groups have already kind of taken. Too many L's. I agree. Especially the SmackDown one. Yeah. So. Um, I give it two Flapjacks. I fast-forwarded parts of this match just to get through it. Um, so I'm going to give it uh, an incomplete. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers defeat Brizango in less than two minutes. I'm giving this one Flapjack. I just... Whatever. It, just, it felt like a SmackDown match. Yeah, it could have been on TV. There's nothing special to it. Uh, KO and Sami Zayn defeat Nakamura and Orton to not get fired. Um, so the main story here was pretty much Shane and Brian as the two referees, um, kind of going at it quite a bit. The big kind of, you know, peak, uh, Brian had was counting, or sorry, Shane was counting three. Brian got pushed into Shane to break it up. Later, Shane doesn't do the three count when Sammy had a three count. Um, and eventually Brian does a fast, uh, count when Sami Zayn has a roll up. Um, so match wise, I really, really liked this. I thought it, you sort of knew going into it that there was no chance, like there's no chance that they're going to fire Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So you knew there was going to be an angle. At the well, end of the match. So I, I thought the crowd was, let me say, just say this. I thought the crowd was kind of dead for the match in a weird way because it's been a pretty hot crowd for the most of the night. Yeah, it was a good crowd compared to, you know, the next night. Oh, for sure. Um, I thought the only chance that they could have lost if they went the Generico and you had Owens under a mask would have been fun. Mr. Wrestling? <laughs> yeah, so so the match was great, though. I loved the end. I, lo- I thought it was a fantastic finish. I couldn't tell you. I mean, the work was okay. I mean, I, it was pretty much just the story here. Um, I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, Nakamura and Orin just really seemed like afterthoughts, though. Yeah, I agree. I um, agree with that, but I think Nakamura redeemed himself a little bit on SmackDown last night. But. Yeah. I give it four uh, flapjacks. I liked it. Yeah, I'm with you. I was going to say four as well. Wow. We're agreeing too much. Well, don't Maybe worry. I'm sure. That, I'm sure that's going to come to a head when we finish up. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then lastly, we had the uh, WWE title match. Uh, AJ Styles retains against Jinder Mahal. Um, Singh Brothers got involved as usual. Uh, AJ still was able to win. Uh, he hit the calf crusher for a submission victory, and he is still your WWE champion. Uh. Hard three. Good match. Not as good as their match on SmackDown last month. Um, but pretty good in general. Uh, I'll say three and a half. I thought it was good. It was just, it seemed long. If you took out maybe five to seven minutes, I thought it would have been a, a really good match. Yeah. That's a, that's a decently fair criticism. I, I um, thought there were some cool spots. Jinder's back knee is just out of control at this <laughs> point. It's really bad. Uh, would you be surprised if he were to, you know, now he fails a drug test? Uh, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I do think that before they started this push, it would have been checked. Yeah, perhaps. Um, do you think AJ Styles is still the champion at WrestleMania? I'm going to say yes. You? I also say yes, just because, honestly, I don't know who else would have it, unless they put it on, like, Owens or something. Yeah, that's the only thing. 
there's not many main event guys except like the same ones who we've had like I swear to God, like Randy Orton, just we don't need you in another world title match at Mania. So R- Randy Orton, I was I was reading online today. Randy Orton is like basically off the road from like the day after the Rumble until like March fifteenth. All right, so he's probably not winning this year. I don't think you're gonna worry about him. All right. Um, anything else on uh, Clash before we go to uh, some in person uh, feedback? I got nothing else. I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, what yeah, I don't think I don't think there was a standout like great match on here, but I thought there was a lot of very good matches. Yeah, it held my interest for, except for the women's match, it pretty much held my interest. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I take it so personal, Mike. I do take it personal. Oh very personal. Alright, uh Nigel, do you want to uh share some notes here? Absolutely. My friend Rob went to the Clash of Champions, and he sent in some notes for uh, Peter Fridge and I to read. I figured because Rob's British, <laughs> fuck all, I'll read them. <laughs> the night started off with a Patriots win. If you remember correctly, last two, maybe two or three months ago, Rob sent in some thoughts from Monday Night Raw at the Garden. <laughs> it sounded like Rob had quite a good time. Here um, we so- go. So what did he have for this one? All right. Tonight started off with a Patriots win. Drunk wrestling fans must pose. Oh, no. I had many Pabst Blue Ribbons and several marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> we, we got here for the pre-show match. This is an empty stadium. The crowd is cold, lukewarm at best. Raleigh is aggressive. I like that. <laughs> We're sitting with two other dudes and all wearing the same Boston 316 shirt. Very ambiguous. <laughs> the crowd is very much into this during Riders. Come back. Decent finish. Raleigh won. Whatever. What? Wait, did uh, the very ambiguous, is that just a strict reference to this podcast? Th- yes, he's making references to this podcast. Uh, I like it. I love that we're referenced. Yeah, no. It's pretty cool. Uh... I have a good view of someone named Sam Roberts, David Ortunja. <laughs> Roll Tide. I'm surrounded by families. Need to behave myself. Can't have another TLC 2015 on my hands. <laughs> did, did Brother Rob tell that story to you, Peter? Um, I don't remember. He may have been excused from the pay-per-view in 2015. Oh, no. It's all right. Let me know when you have a pause. I have some breaking news to share. Seriously, a lot of families are mildly uncomfortable. All right, so we go through the pre-show. What's the breaking news? So you, you saw something about a something to wrestle with, possibly uh, when we're over in uh, New York. This is not breaking news. No? The meet and greet uh, combination with the Brooklyn Nets versus Miami Heat game? I don't know if it's worthy of interrupting the dude's story, but all right. They, they paired their podcast with a Nets game. I know. Yeah, it's bad. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. I got, I'll put my phone away. That's funny. Though. I just thought it was hilarious that they're they're now just tag teaming with the Nets. Well, it is pretty low rent of the fucking Nets. Is there a big crossover between Nets fans and – uh I don't Bruce think Pritchard so. fans? I don't think so. All right. Now, then, forever. Boston loves the glorious. This crowd is getting more awake. Dolph's entrance makes me laugh so hard. I still have no clue why he's in this match. Oh, I guess you'll find out soon. Whose hairline is worse, Baron Corbin's or Skeeter's? That but, one's an inside joke for Fridge. <laughs> is that not Skeeter from Doug? No, it's not Skeeter from Doug. <laughs> Do you know who Skeeter from Doug is? No, it's Skeeter from fucking Plymouth State. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad this match is first. We're getting this shit out of the way. I feel like it's going to take a lot more to get this crowd going. I wish Baron Corbin didn't take his shirt off. No one wants to see that. This match is getting decent. <laughs> this fake finish was awesome. The crowd popped big. Anyone but Corbin. What a weird surprise. <laughs> Corbin's temper tantrum was great. I wasn't the least bit interested in this match, but it turned out great and was a fun start to the show. I agree. Next note. So keep in mind, this is basically Rob's live channel from the night. 
Is he writing this down, or is this like on his phone notes section? I, I believe that he took handwritten notes this time. <laughs> He's coming there like like a journalist with his fucking notepad writing down notes. Well, he said he had to transcribe them into email, so that makes me think that he, he had them handwritten. Did he go by himself or with peers? I think he was with, with peers, okay. if I'm not wrong. Um, all right. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs> the smarks are popping big for Rusev Day. Family's not so much. They seem confused. Sounds like there's quite a line between the marks at this place and the families. Yeah. Just saying. Rusev Day is over big time. American Alpha 2.0, not so much. I like the new Usos. They are culturally relevant. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this match is off to a fast fucking start. I heard from it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Strap in. (laughs) I heard from an urban-sounding guy behind me. You know what I could go for? A fucking hot chocolate. I popped. (laughs) This match is kind of dull. Gonna peck a lip. Love the tease of a tie with two pins at the same time. (laughs) Chad Gable is a monster. Push this guy. The crowd is happy with the result. This is a fun match. Could have been longer. A lot of potential in the SmackDown tag department. I think that's what we said, too. Agreed. Uh, I like The Roots and I like that <laughs> song. Don't know what that's referring to. Uh, the Roots had, like, the theme song to the pay-per-view. Oh, all right. Mm, excuse me. I think it's hilarious that the, lines for the, the line for the men's room is huge as the women's match is starting. I bet Pete holds his pee till after the women's match. I would go during the Bludgeon Brothers match on this pay-per-view. I can't believe they're announcing every fucking lumberjack. <laughs> Naomi must glow. <laughs> this match reminds me of a James Bond character. Pussy galore. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I haven't... Oh, no. This is not right, Rob. All right. <clears throat> I haven't seen this much muscular gash in one place since I last hung out with Nigel. All time. I like the tiny sparkly pants. Heard <laughs> uh, again from the urban guy behind me. The pain from the sharpshooter goes all the way from her shoulders to her fucking ankles. <laughs> I popped. I love Charlotte's moonsault. Match was better than I expected, but that's not saying much. That's rude. Um, I love Breezango. Long wait for the Bludgeon Brothers. Must be primping their beards. Uh, Big Rob likes two bees new entrance. They are so fucking big. Jeez. Squash. Wish Brisango got a better showing. Uh, surprised that your fired match isn't last. It's amazing how over Daniel Bryan is. Biggest pop of the night. Nakamura over huge too. Orton is fucking vanilla. I fucking love heel big fish. <laughs> I can watch a whole show just about them. The match starts boring. We start talking about how the crowd is smaller than the SmackDown and Raw that were here earlier this year. I blame Orton. Uh, my brother-in-law calls him Shitstain Nakamura. <laughs> Let's back another lip. Biggest pop of the match. Yelling at a fat guy in a big sexy shirt to take it off. He did. He was big, not so sexy. False advertising. <laughs> Fun ending. Crowd pop big. Made up for a cold style. Can I ask, can I ask a question here before we move on yes. to the next thing? Um, if Daniel Bryan comes back to wrestle, hypothetically, is he the most over person in the whole roster? Yes. That's crazy. Of course he is. I know, but you would think that someone would have taken this the reins, pun intended. Ooh. That was a good one. All right, continue. Nice pun, mate. <laughs> Thanks. Finally, uh... It's 10, 10 p.m. The main event is starting. I don't think WWE has much investment in this pay-per-view. I'm happy I'm kind of... I'm happy I didn't run into any of my students in this state. That always sucks when I'm drunk. <laughs> Rob's a teacher. Mahal entrance seemed more toned down than usual. I like it. Switching from Copenhagen Mint to Grizzly Wintergreen. The kids go mental for AJ. Can you believe this guy is 40? Gender was billed at 230 pounds. I'm calling bullshit. This feels like the only true face versus heel match on the card. 
or at least the only one the crowd is into. I refuse to chant USA against a guy just because he's not American. Can't we just chant against him? Can't we just chant against him because he's shit or because he's getting a push he doesn't deserve? Kids start to chant, let's go Styles. Adults start to chant, let's go home. <laughs> this match is too long. The guy next to me is checking fantasy football. Great choice in main event, guys. Slowest count ever. Do your fucking job, Riff. Fun finish to a very meh match. <laughs> all in all, was a fun pay-per-view from start to finish. Sadly, no big spots to talk about, but nothing that was drizzling shit. The U.S. title match was my favorite of the night. Tag match especially. Ent- es- entertaining, especially <laughs> the days of Rusev. All from me. Stay safe out there. <laughs> um, thanks, Rob. That was a very entertaining uh, listen. Uh, and thanks, always. Nigel, for uh, uh, well, reading that you for know, us. We pretend to hang together. Yeah, like Mr. Bean. You gonna hang out with Mr. Bean later? Is Mr. Bean in that movie Royal Tenenbaums too? No, Royal Tenenbaums is not a British film. No, sorry. Oh, uh, it's a Wes Anderson movie. All right. Like Rushmore. All right, anything else on Clash before we move on to uh, Raw? Um, nothing for me, man. I think it was a pretty good show. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, so Raw this week starts off with um, kind of the main event type stuff. Uh, Kurt Angle, uh, Lesnar and Heyman, Kane and Braun Strowman. Uh, we are getting, unsurprisingly, a triple threat match for the Universal title at the Royal Rumble between Kane, Lesnar, and... And Strowman, uh, Braun kind of gets the upper hand to end the segment, but Kane does his little sit-up. Is it me or is Brock just sort of, looks like, looks like he's packing on the LBs? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, see, I am very unexcited by this. Yeah, me too. I am more excited by what happened in the main event than what, I, what than this match at the Rumble. I feel like you're exaggerating. I am not exaggerating, dude. This triple threat's not going to be good. I feel like it might be. Yeah, maybe if Kane doesn't show up. Well, I feel like Braun could be good. If Braun wins, it'll be a, the crowd will get that crowd will get behind Braun. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Kane, Kane's gonna get booed out of the fucking building. Kane for mayor. Ugh. Did he win? How long has this guy been running for fucking mayor for? It, it does seem like like three years at this point. I feel like at most election days are like the, the first week in November. Why is he still running for mayor? Um, where is he running again? Knoxville or something? Somewhere in Tennessee. Like something county Tennessee or other? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to pull this up and see. Uh, Knox County. Um, I don't know when this, this election is. We can donate with Bitcoin if we want. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> you want to get in financial connection to to Kane. Do you know what his uh his catchphrase is? What? Lighting the way for our future. And oh, he has a, a flame in between Glenn and Jacobs. What did they talk about when he dr- got drunk and drove off the road with Katie Vick in the car with him? <laughs> I think that was a work. Oh, it was? Yeah. They draw the they blur the line between work and shoot, brother. I can't always tell. He has no upcoming events. When is this fucking <laughs> I don't know whatever. Let's not spend much time on that. It's crazy. Um some cool stuff in the tag division here. Oh no wait, that's different. Um uh Rollins defeats Jordan early in the show to uh, earn a shot at Samoa Joe sometime in the future. They didn't disclose when. Um, later in the show, there's a big six-man tag uh, between Joe and the bar against Jason Jordan, Ambrose, and Rollins. Um, Ambrose injury here, I don't know if it happened in this match or this was just them writing him off here. Um, but it seems like he has a triceps tear and could be out up to six months. Six months is a long-ass time. That would put it through uh, probably, what, June? So, yeah. you know, that in-between period between Mania and SummerSlam. Which only the only thing I'll say about that is that Money in the Bank is a co-branded pay-per-view this year. Yeah. So it's it's like they're doing they're doing the big five pay-per-views now. I mean, I think that's a great idea. I mean, do you think they're moving away from the women's one after the debacle last year? 
I wouldn't say it was a debacle. I would say it's a debacle. I think it's foreshadowing for their ability to book women in a gimmick match. Is the, the winner of the match even on the roster anymore? I hope James Ellsworth is number, comes in at number 30 to win. <laughs> I'll pop huge. You alright? What's wrong? Nothing. Um, I thought Rollins and Jordan had a good match. I, I really am enjoying Jordan's work right now. I am too. I think that, I don't know if this was planned, but the way it's working out I think is really good of him kind of, I mean he's acting as if he's a baby face, but just really whiny and just taking advantage of his position as the son, quote unquote, of Kurt Angle. Um, still doing some underhanded tactics. Uh, it feels a little bit like Bo Dallas in uh, NXT. Yeah. I see, I can see where you're getting that. Um, no, I I doubt I highly doubt this was the plan. I think he, they thought he still had the American Alpha shine on him, and uh, that 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 has not been been reality by any means. So I, I've actually liked the way that they booked it. I think that whenever he stops playing this sort of tweener role, if he goes heel, I think it's one of the few guys on the roster. Who can have legitimate heat with the crowd and who can get booed like the way that Elias does, you know, sort of in that older fashion way. So if I told you, let, let's just name three NXT guys, Jason Jordan, Elias, and Finn Balor, arguably who is the lowest right now in priority? Oh, Finn Balor. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. So um, speaking of Finn Balor, Finn has a two-on-one match against the Miztourage. Uh They just... Get the DQ, beating him down. Hideo Tommy makes his Raw debut. Um, he is joining 205 uh, Live. Um, I didn't see that. Did you check that out? I did not. I was not able to. All right. I don't know who he faced. So My I got... son turned heel on me tonight, so I didn't Ooh. have a lot of free time. Um, we also had a number one contender match for 205 uh, Division. Cedric Alexander defeated Drew Gulak. They also continue the Nia Jax and Enzo thing. but So, a lot of 205 stuff here. Uh, your thoughts? Now, how about we go to Nigel for this? Oh, that's right. Yes, of course. Did you notice Hideo Itami's baby arm? I did not. Well, his left, take a look at his left arm and the, the thickness of it next time he's out. The fucking, fucking guy looks like he's got one, like he's got like the C-3PO arm from Force Awakens. <laughs> It's just like hanging there. <laughs> um, I'm stalling while I look up what happened on uh, 205 Live. Oh, I can speak about what happened on Raw, though. Um, when Tommy comes out, keeps me a little bit interested in what's going on over there. Even if I just watch the Cruiserweight matches on the pay-per-views, I like that they do sort of keep the storyline alive on Raw so that I know what's going on when we get to those pay-per-views. Um Gulak's great. Cedric Alexander's the best wrestler in the entire world. Whoa! Now, obviously, <laughs> what a little hyperbole, mate. <laughs> All right. You know what hyperbole is? I do. Oh, good, nice vocabulary on you there. Yeah. Um, thought it was a good match that every time he hits the lumbar check by inside's head, I don't know about you, uh... But overall, it, it was a good sort of middle portion of the night. I mean, it seems like like he's just, you know, he has a good, he's good and matches. It's just the talking, the promos is still not very good for Cedric. Someone get that man a heater. Yeah, I don't know. I did look it up. Guess who Hideo Itami defeated on 205 Live? Uh, no, well, it was not. Well, it's, no not, not. A, it's not a main 205 guy, so it's like an enhancement guy. Oh my god, I think I know who it was. I saw it. Was it Colin Delaney? It was. Former uh, Tommy Dreamer protege on ECW. So he was back last week, wasn't he? He faced uh, somebody. He was on SmackDown last week. Who did he face? He got killed by the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, yeah, him and somebody else were going, yeah, you're right. So they said it was ten years to the day from the last time he was on SmackDown. Wow. You think they're going to work out something with this guy? I mean, I think they freed up you know, $32,500 when they released Ellsworth. So. Oh. <laughs> you can pay it to Colin Delaney. <laughs> um, they had Matt Hardy talking to a fish. I don't, I don't remember. It wasn't really. I didn't think it was very good. You didn't, like, it was talking about 
Napoleon. Yeah, Napoleon in form of a fish vessel. Yes. You've always had a small fish. <laughs> I guess you enjoyed I, it. I didn't hate it. I think I do want to see Matt Hardy like live in front of the crowd. They're in Chicago on Christmas. I feel like they got to put him out there. That was the other question I had. Do you think that Atami hits a GTS next next Monday night on Raw? Has there been a softer crowd reaction than him hitting it in Providence? No, that Providence crowd was dead. They're like, that was like a fucking golf clap. They didn't even like. How did they not even chant CM Punk? Like, of all the times these idiots are going to chant CM Punk, you don't do it after someone uses his fucking finisher. And the funny thing is, I think that the Providence, the Providence crowd. I remember like. Two other Raws from Providence. The one where Daniel Bryan turned on the Lions. Do you remember in that tag match? Yep. In a cage? Yeah, he was on top. He started doing the yes chant and stuff. That that was in Providence. Oh, that was so hot. I mean, I don't know if uh, Hideo Tommy's on the same pop level as Daniel Bryan, but I I guess not. We got to get there. I'm not saying that he is or should be, but I'm just saying that that crowd has the ability to to show some heat. How about a little life, fellas, huh? Jeez. Yeah, I almost went out there. Uh, glad I didn't. I'm glad you didn't, for your sake. <laughs> uh, next up, say yeah! The Revival is back on Raw. That was pretty unexpected and awesome. That was fantastic. Again, it sounded like someone ripped a fart in church. Oh, yeah, no reaction The crowd had no idea what was going on. It just, I mean, the crowd can really take you out of it. It really does. I mean, you can find a show that's enhanced a lot by a hot crowd and ones that just die because of the crowd. I mean, I thought it was a pretty solid show, but the crowd definitely took a lot out of it. It's like when when you're watching an NXT, which I have not watched this week yet, so no spoilers. I didn't watch it this week either. Um, when you're watching NXT and you can tell it's like the fifth hour of taping from the same day. Yeah. It's just like, okay. <laughs> the crowd's out of it completely. Even if there's a great match going on, they're just no-selling everything. A crowd can take you out of it, man, if they want to. Yeah. Um, we did get a yes chant in our main event segment. Show closed with a six-woman tag of Sasha, Mickey, and Bailey against Absolution. They interrupted uh, Elias doing some, some jams. Um so the match breaks down, all the women start infighting, and Steph comes out, obviously, because she's like the face of women in this company, I guess. Uh, announces the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. We uh, differ a bit in excitement here. I don't think that we differ, Pete, at the end of the day. Okay. I don't think that we differ, because I think that we want the same thing, but we think I think so little of... WWE creative that I think this is going to go horribly. I think so little of creative and I think so little of the talent that I don't think it's going to go well. So I guess the first thing is how many do you think are in this? I think it's 20. I think you can put about eight from each roster and then you just, you know, some surprises from, you know, the past or NXT. Yeah. I think that, that either 20 or 25, I don't think you go full 30. I don't think they have enough people if they did 30. I mean, you'd have to have probably, like, eight people from NXT. Yeah. Uh, which, the sad thing is, the NXT women's roster has a ton of good wrestlers on it. The NXT women's roster, I think, is really good. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I've, got my, I've got issues with this. I don't think lie. it's great to have two on the same show. I would rather this be elsewhere. I think it would be a cool thing to have... On just a random pay-per-view. I mean, I get that it's the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. You kind of have to put it there. But I think, like, a, a, I was telling you, like, a pre-show thing for WrestleMania where the winner goes on to the main card to have a world title match would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I also think it would have been... I mean, the pops will be... For whoever comes back, you know, Nikki Bella or Nikki or Brie, or one, I, I have to imagine one of them is going to come back at this, right? Well, I'm trying to think when Nikki, when did they have the baby? When did Brie have the child? Uh, I think Nikki Nikki would be more likely, I would say. Sure. Um, but the pops that the, some of them will get will be cool. Like the nostalgia pop when Awesome Kong comes out will be nice. Do you think there's a shot you get like a Lita or a uh, Trish Stratus here? I mean, I hope so. 
right? Yeah, I mean, I thought I think it'd be cool. I don't know how you can put Oscar in this match though and not have her win. Right, that's the problem. Is they booked themselves completely into a corner in a lot of ways with her. The only where... way you can get around that is if you have Oscar in a world title match outside of the Rumble, I guess. Yep. But yep. That, then, do you put it on her, or do you have some bullshit DQ finish that? But Pete, don't you know that the women's world title doesn't matter? All that matters is making history. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Alexa Bliss cheering for this, jumping up and down like an excited midget when Stephanie announced it. It's not the proper nomenclature. Would... Oh, I apologize, little person. That like that is the dumbest thing, continuity wise or storyline wise. A, she's a heel. So she shouldn't really pop for anything. B, she's the champ. So she and, and she's a heels champ. She's not so going to be in the match. Want, <laughs> she shouldn't want. She shouldn't want competition. She shouldn't want people to be number one contenders. She should just want them all to be screwed. I agree. Off. I think that you can do this stuff. You can do whatever, like WWE.com exclusives of people being excited. Um, you could have people be excited, but the, the whole thing of having all the heels and faces in the ring just all stop fighting because Stephanie walks out is ridiculous. It's not fucking Kane in 1999, where when his music hits, you know the ring posts are going to explode in eight seconds. Yeah. No, I agree. It's it, you. You do push this. It's a big deal because it's the first time ever. We're just like, just fucking act like it's not a big deal. I feel like that's more important to act like it's not out of the ordinary for this to be a match. They made the women's money in the bank a huge deal. And then they bo- they booked a, a I will give you a questionable finish to the match, yeah. Yeah, questionable at best, right? But if they hadn't built the whole thing up to be about women's movement and you know being progressive, like maybe it would have kind of been a fucking good decent swerve. Instead, yeah. it pissed off actual women's wrestling fans like yourself who <laughs> give a shit about this stuff and. And it felt like it was insulting to the women who actually worked through the thing. So if I had to book kind of mania, I would say I would still I would have Oscar win the Rumble, face Alexa Bliss and win. Um, I would have Paige against Sasha in a one-on-one match with her little cronies outside or whatever. But Bailey out with Sasha, whatever. And on SmackDown, I'd probably do Charlotte against either Becky or Naomi. Yeah. That would be my, my big three matches. That's your big one. And then you just throw the rest on some pre-show thing. So what are you going to do when Stephanie McMahon enters the Women's Rumble at number 20 or 25 or 30? It's Stephanie McMahon's the winner. She's not going to win. I told you I would bet you $100 that she does not win. I'm not taking that bet, Chin. That's me taking one person against the field. I'm giving you the field. I need odds in that situation. I will bet a lesser amount that she's not in it completely. How comfortable are you in that bet? I'll say uh, 50 spot that she's not in it. Because remember that time they booked a vanity match for Jinder Mahal in New Delhi, India? Just to showcase how important India was as a market to WWE. And then one of the owners of the company beat him. Yes. All right, last question on this. Does Ronda Rousey show up in the Royal Rumble? I think that that's the one way to get to... I mean, what's the big thing about WrestleMania is you want to get as many matches on the card as you can, right? Or you want to get as many um, superstars on the card as you can. So if you end up with Ronda in there, you could end up doing that four horsewomen versus four horsewomen deal at WrestleMania. And if Charlotte's still carrying the SmackDown title, then you're you're sort of like you could have Asuka win the Rumble, go against Alexa at Mania. But then you've got Charlotte, you've got Becky, you've got Bailey, and you've got um, who? Who's the fourth one? Charlotte, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey, Sasha, Becky, Bailey. Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Sasha. Yeah. So you've got those four still on the card, which yeah. is important, right? Because like Bailey and Sasha will merge. I mean, I think it's a top. pretty legit deal. Like if they get Ronda and they have the other woman with her. Yeah, I think it's a cool way to do it. I mean, it's a cool way to. Um, I mean, I don't know how much longer you can keep Shayna Baszler working the uh, fucking Kissimmee High School gym with the NXT Florida show. Well, it seems like she's debuting on NXT very soon, based on promos. Right, based on those promo videos. But I don't know how much longer she can stay in NXT, period, if she's involved in a four-on-four match with, with, like, Ronda Rousey and 
some of the biggest names on the WWE women's roster. Isn't one of them like Roderick Strong's wife or something? Yeah, Marina Shafir. That would almost be like when Kurt Hawkins was in the Edgeheads, and then he had to go back to FCW. <laughs> Man. Uh, anything else on Raw? This was not as this was not as heated as I thought it was going to get. I, I had a question I was asking you for, like, the ten people from NXT who are most over and show how, like, Charlotte and, like, Oscar are more over than, like, Finn Balor right now. I don't blame the talent, though, for any of that. I blame the booking. No, I, I still think – I think Charlotte's a phenomenal talent. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't, I don't get it. I don't think she's good at throwing chops for one thing. Figure eight, it's doubled as good as the uh, figure four. Mm-hmm. All right, let's yeah. move on to uh, SmackDown. Um, SmackDown opened with uh, Shane and Daniel Bryan. So they're kind of continuing their feud here. Um, do you think this eventually leads to anything? Or if it if it doesn't lead to a one on one match, then then it seems pointless. That that seems like what it's going to, right? It's got. I mean, I don't understand why you're putting all this effort into two guys um, in this position. Yeah, I mean, they put they've, they've done stuff. They put effort into stuff before and had to bail on it. But do they think that the crowd would cheer for Shane against Daniel Bryan? Because I feel like that's idiotic. No, I think that they're perfectly happy to turn Shane heel, actually. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, that or they go with a Shane and Triple H versus Daniel and Angle. Ooh, that would be fun. Which would be fun, but the the part, the sad part is, is while everybody in that match is a little bit past their prime or not not in their prime, like Daniel Bryan's in his prime, but he has a wiggly brain. Um, like, it, you have Angle and Bryan on the same team where... They sort of have to protect, like, you want them to protect each other. Yeah. I don't know, man. I would feel very uncomfortable watching that match. I think if Brian fought, like, kind of as often as Shane does, once every few months, I'd be good with him wrestling. If it was a every week thing, I don't know if that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the sad part is, is, like, you can see, if you look at what he likes on Twitter, you know how you can do that? Yeah. It's all, like, people who, like, put together, like, fake posters of, like, Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania. Yeah. He, like, feeds into a little bit of that stuff with uh, with Cody Rhodes and the, the Young Bucks from time to time. Well, I listened to him with uh, Rosenberg uh, this morning, and just a lot of it, you can tell how he's just, like, questioning all of the stuff that are, things that are anti-concussion, that people don't fully understand concussions, and... You know, how he's been cleared and, and all this stuff. So, I mean, I can't imagine he's not going to wrestle again. So, if WWE doesn't want to do it, I just will see him on the Indies somewhere. At Northeast Wrestling. <sighs> they announced uh, Deanna Palazzo against, uh, or Palazzo against uh, Emma at WrestleFest. Ooh. So, that's March 2nd or March 3rd or something. Tennille Dashwood, right? Yes. Um, we had a couple of good tag matches here. Benjamin and Gable get a nice win over the Usos. Uh, New Day defeated English and Rusev. More of a little comedy match there. Um, wonder if, that uh, was Benjamin... Really funny. What? Uh, that was real. that was one of the better, like, comedy fake, like, spot fest matches I've seen in a very, very long time. I thought the pancake thing then was kind of mad, but overall I, I enjoyed it. I popped for the pancakes. You would. The one cherry they put on top. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, so obviously, you know, Rusev Day is still super over. Um, I hope they just let this go and enjoy a face run from Rusev. It's time, man. Yeah. Well, I hope that he doesn't turn into like a, uh, I'm trying to think of like who was a, who was somebody that like we wanted to be taken seriously and like sort of turned into a joke. Um, Santino was always kind of a joke. Not, not, not that this guy was ever quite on Rusev's level, but like when Kali was like, ended up with like Natty at one point, yeah. like you couldn't take the guy seriously. Like as a monster anymore. He just like, was kind of there. Yeah. I don't know. Just my, just one, one example. I, I mean the new day to an extent that it seems like they're not going to get super top main event stuff just cause they're right. so much humor. We're, like you think you would think in theory, like you just strip Big, Big E out of the New Day and put him in a championship title picture. I don't even. You don't even need to pull him out of it. Just let him have a singles run. Let them be like with his with him by his side. Like 
it's crazy that Big E has not gotten a world title opportunity yet. He was the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, but I mean, who isn't? Who hasn't been? Uh, I haven't. It's like you and Kurt Hawkins is probably the list. Oh, goddamn. Poor Hawkins, man. <laughs> um, all right, Dolph, uh, they have kind of a recap of his career. Then he leaves the belt in the ring. There's some speculation that he is not going to re-sign with his company. Is that his way of just walking out and they'll have a tournament? Or what do you think is happening here? I think it's an angle, probably. So you think they're just playing off the rumors of yeah. him not re-signing and then he'll just keep it? I don't know. Yeah, I, Dolph strikes me as a smart guy. I, I think that um, they're going to use the internet scuttlebutt to, to push an angle. That's all. I could see something I where did, they did, did like a few years ago where like he's gone for a while. They have a tournament to crown a new one that he comes back and they have like a IC champ versus IC champ type thing. Or sorry, no, US champ versus US champ. Yeah. I, I did like the recap when they did the recap of his career. Like the guy's been involved in some pretty good shit. Yeah, I wish they would have shown the actual endings of his uh, IC title wins. It just seemed like they showed him with the belt. Did he face like Benoit or something? There, what was going on? There was no overlap with him and Benoit. <laughs> no, I know, but I was like, why wouldn't they show? Did he did he beat Punk or someone? They won't like they showed AJ Lee. <laughs> yeah, I know they did. <laughs> um, I'm surprised they showed Del Rio. Yeah, do you think that Paige got, like, PTSD backstage oh, when they showed him? Poor Paige. Poor Paige. Yeah. Poor, poor Paige. Um, lastly, the show ends with a six-man tag match. Uh, Nakamura, Orton, and Styles go over Zayn, Owens, and Mahal. Um, you know, babyface, feel-good uh, match to kind of get some kind of heat back for the uh, faces here who kind of were in the, uh, you know, in the background uh, for the pay-per-view. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty good match. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, you know, the ending was good. Um, Nakamura probably could use the win, so good to see him get the win. Nakamura looked great, I thought, during that match. Like, he really, like, usually I'm pretty underwhelmed by him consistently because he just sort of, like, goes through the motions. And I thought he, he looked like he was uh, laying his shit in, kid. Do you think he wins the Rumble? I feel like that was speculated for a while, but, I mean, he was kind of down on the card for a while, but... Realistically, who the hell is AJ Styles going to face? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless somebody unless somebody else comes back and AJ has to job out to a part-timer. <sighs> which I hope doesn't happen. But I mean, I, I Raw really is a uh, Raw has the Elimination Chamber, so you would think, in theory, that would be the number one contender match for Raw. Oh, they announced. That's so stupid that they announced it, so you know it's a SmackDown guy who's going to win. I mean, you don't. I mean, I guess they don't have to, but it seems like it's more likely. I'm gonna go with Cena again. Like, I feel like he just won it a few years ago. Do they have a? They have betting sites with raw uh, with Rumble odds, right? Um, probably, but they're always super accurate, so it'll probably tell you who's gonna actually win. Right. I mean, so it might be far out enough now, but I feel like Orton with the odds last year just told you that Orton was gonna fucking win. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like, if you didn't look at that, I feel like there would be no clue that Orton would have won that. How about this? Rusev wins the front. I'm fine with it. I would, dude, just fucking take a chance. Like, come on, man. Like, throw somebody up there who's in the mid card and just fucking elevate him. Like, but you gotta take him seriously. You know what I mean? But I mean, Sheamus won a few years back um, when it was like everyone was thinking Jericho was gonna win. Yeah. Not a few years. I guess more than a few years now, but. Like Del Rio, Sheamus, these are guys who are mid to upper mid card. Um, and I feel like the last, you know, handful have been just the top, top guys. Yeah. It's like you're going to have all these loaded matches anyway. I mean, I've, they're not going to do like a Sami Zayn, but that would be kind of fucking cool. <laughs> Owens, Zayn. I mean, they, I could see Owens, but Owens and Styles had so many matches already this year. Yeah, that's true. Like if they didn't have many, I would say Owens probably one of the favorites, but... Yeah. All right, last question before we go to ribs. Is Chris Jericho on the WrestleMania card? No, no way. Is that a Fozzie thing, or you just don't think he is? I think he's on bad terms with with uh, with Vince. He They just showed him on the, like, Snickers whatever recap of his debut, and they were talking how awesome it was. It was just an anniversary deal. Yeah, but they still were putting Jericho over as a, how huge of a moment it was. I feel like if they were pissed at him, they wouldn't have him on at all. Isn't he doing a cruise with Ring of Honor? 
next year? Um, I know he's the Jericho Cruise. I don't know if that's associated with them, but I'm pretty sure that Ring of Honor is doing a tag team tournament or something on the cruise. Should I go to that and, and be a live correspondent? I don't hate that idea. I think where Where does it go? Do you know? I think it's out of Fort Fort Lauderdale, and it's going to Lake Bahamas or some something. It, is it a reasonably priced? I don't know. I can't imagine people I would want to be less around on a cruise and a bunch of wrestling. Oh my fans. god! And it's all like there's nonstop entertainment. There's so there's live wrestling on board the cruise. Yeah. There's live podcasts like the whole time. Ugh. It seems like somebody you could just change the venue from cruise to just a convention center or a casino. Sure. Do it at a casino for a long week. Do it in Atlantic City. Well, I would think there are casinos on board most cruise ships, Peter. That is true. All right, why don't you uh, take us home with some ribs? All right, well, this was poorly researched this week, so I apologize. Um, I have not had time to put this through a full editorial. But uh, whenever the WWE would pass through Kansas City, it was, and it actually still is, a tradition for the boys to visit uh, former King Harley Race at his house for a big barbecue and chili night. Um, now, if you know anything about Harley Race, this was a guy who used to keep a gun on on his desk, pointing directly at the you know the chair across the desk from him. So if anybody came in to sit in his office at his wrestling training school, they would have a gun pointed at them. Completely normal um, thing to do. It seems reasonable. I mean, it's probably a non non concealed carry state where you can get away with it. So whatever. Uh, but on one such occasion, Owen Hart decided to amuse himself and others by placing three bottles of insanity hot sauce in the big pot of chili, and he would enjoy the reactions of the boys and Harley as they ate it at Harley's house. After everyone had recovered, Harley recognized there was one person in the room that had not eaten any chili. (laughs) (laughs) He took note of this. Harley Race turned up at Raw the next night and went to shake hands with Owen to congratulate him on the rib he pulled. Owen accepted the gesture with some rightfully rightful trepidation. And while Harley was holding Owen's hand, he used the opportunity to taser him, oh rendering, rendering Owen completely unconscious. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, this is the weirdest fucking industry, man. Like, it is insane. Harley races the guy who can't take a fucking joke. <laughs> he tasers him to the point of knocking him unconscious. <laughs> oh my god. Like, anywhere else in the world, that's illegal. That's a crime. That seems like assault. Yeah, definitely assault. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. It was, it was, uh, well done. Um, so, next week, what are you thinking? Alright, so, uh, we're gonna close it out. I don't know what day we're gonna do it. Are you working next week or are you off? I'm working next week, but I can always grab a conference room. We can do some of this during the day if you want. Alright, so I'm off next week. So, we're gonna figure out a time next week. We're not gonna do any recaps of... The main shows uh, next week. We're going to kind of keep that to roll into next year. But we're going to do a best of 2017 show. Um, we'll have some awards. If anybody wants to submit any suggestions for awards that we do, um, or what we can do some uh, end of year questions as well. Uh, but we'll know, you know, favorite matches, favorite wrestlers, that sort of uh, deal. We'll try and throw some, some nonsensical awards in there too. Nigel's most amusing personality quick. <laughs> My my favorite one is his fear of the occult. Fear of the occult. His his um. What about his insinuation last week that that Patrick Clark the Velveteen Dream was involved with the addiction with the with the uh. Oh my God, the Illuminati. Yeah, I, I haven't watched this week. I hope Patrick Clark's on there because I'm still feeling uneasy about it. What if Patrick Clark mysteriously was off of all NXT events for 30 days exactly? What would you say? Ooh, that would seem like a very uh, suspicious uh, amount of days. Also, how do you feel about the fact that Patrick Clark and Leo Rush went to the same wrestling school? Um, I don't really feel anything about that. All right, I'm just saying Leo Rush kind of seemed like a shithead so far. Is uh, Rush, uh, is Rush been on TV? I know they had that whole fiasco. He's been on the NXT house shows in Florida. I just, I think he was on that one match on TV, and that's been it so far. Gotcha. All right. Well, as we said, we'll be back next week at some point with a uh, best of 2017 show uh, and give our awards out. So until then, uh, 
Hope you have a great Christmas. A uh, well, I guess we can wait on the Happy New Year. We can wait on it, Peter, because we've got quite a little bit of time left. And just remember, everyone, stay safe out there. Stay safe out there, and happy holidays.